What's up, guys? You're listening to the Life in Motion audio experience, featuring interviews around travel, action sports, culture, and more. Welcome to episode 19 of the Life in Motion audio experience. In this episode, I had a blast chatting with Teddy and Sonia Serge, the ones behind San Sisters LA, a nonprofit youth empowerment program with the mission to make every girl feel seen, valued, and heard. Listen as they share their story of why they started San Sisters and the impact that it's having today. Hey guys, I've got uh, Teddy and Sonia uh, Serge here on the phone, who are the ones behind the nonprofit San Sisters, um, which is kind of a youth empowerment uh, group out in California that's kind of specifically geared towards um, young females. Um, of course, we'll get more into the awesome things and programs that they have going on out there in a bit. Um, but to kind of jump into things, um, Teddy, I'll let you go first. Um, if you would tell us a little bit, little bit about yourself, um, you know, what your background is, your story, hobbies growing up, hobbies now, that kind of thing. Hey, everyone. I'm Teddy. Um, I founded Sand Sisters in 2012 based on my love for the ocean and ocean sports and also my background in teaching. So both things are just very present in my life today. So I love to go to the beach just for a reset every day. I like dabble in surfing still. I like to go travel and go to tropical locations where there's a surf break. Like that's what I'm drawn to. And Sonia's more of like the mountain girl. So like we're kind of the yin to the yang, even though we're sisters, like we both like different things. It's awesome. And then that's like portrayed in like our programming for the girls. And so when a girl comes to our program, they normally connect with one of us a little more than the other. And that's okay. That's like balance and we attract different kinds of people that way. That's awesome. And are you a California native? Um, we're from we're from California, but we grew up in Springfield, Missouri. Okay. So that's where we went to college there, and that's where I kind of started getting exposed to camping and outdoors and fishing and, you know, float trips and the whole, like, Missouri lifestyle. And it was really fun, and I think, like, we have a tent in our closet here, and most girls, like, our age and the people we run around with are like, you have a tent, <laughs> you know? So... We still have our Missouri roots, but we've been back in California for 10 years, and this is home now. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and then, Sonia, how about yourself? Obviously, you know, you told a little bit about that story, but... Yeah, so like Teddy said, I'm really connected to, the, to hiking and to the mountains, and I just love to be outside. That's a big thing that we find that girls can come together. So our youth empowerment nonprofit's called Sand Sisters, and it started as a beach camp for girls. And through water sports, we could just see how much confidence they were gaining by, you know, taking a risk and going on the boogie board or jumping in the waves and getting on a surfboard. So that's pretty much how our whole um, evolution of Sand Sister started was by being connected with the earth and with the ocean. That's, so, so growing up in um in missouri like you said you kind of got best of both worlds is that kind of how you guys got into um into kind of the outdoors and kind of that ocean lifestyle is just a nature of the of the habitat you guys were living in or did something like specifically draw you to that at a young age well yeah i just remember every we'd come out to california every summer 
and the moment we could see the ocean from our car we'd be like we can see the ocean like there it is and it was something that was so special to us and I, I mean even when I was like 16 and I was coming out here it was like this moment of excitement and literally pure joy that we're about to touch yeah. the ocean and our when our family would be like what do you guys want to do it was always like oh I want to go paddle boarding I want to just go sit at the beach mm-hmm. like our uncle had a boat so we were lucky and would get to be exposed to that sort of way of being like on the ocean too so I actually started looking up trips because once you like are landlocked in Missouri and then you're in spring and then you're in California like well what else like what's next so then I went on a trip to Costa Rica and I was exposed to a girl surf camp and that's where I learned to surf and found like whoa this is how someone like can live their life and that kind of really inspired sand sisters and us you know wanting to just expose girls and then women like we've moved into the women's sector to like our hobbies and like that's the whole point of life is like sharing your hobbies connecting with each other and teaching and learning with and for each other yeah so um you know, you kind of going into the program a little bit. So how, um, I guess, did you have, I know on the website it mentions, you know, like, uh, you're a teacher, preschool director, and that kind of stuff. Is that kind of how you got involved? Like what, what kind of, what made you, you know, obviously being a teacher, you know, just in general is kind of a special thing anyways, cause you're, you're helping influence these kids, um, and kind of help guide them. What kind of drew you to that to want to help people in that aspect, you know, even before you kind of branched off and started um, Sand Sisters? Yeah, I think we just grew up. We have a very service oriented family. Everyone was a nurse, a doctor, a cop. Everyone like played a part in a community, a baker, a lawyer. Like that's just who we are in our blood. So when I was at Drury University, like really the only option for me was to become a teacher. And that's what I, would just felt connected to so that was my background there and then really like caging kids in and making them sit down for eight hours a day wasn't my forte so after student teaching I was like I can't do this and that's where just kind of I started thinking more of like how can I use my degree and then how can I also like be happy doing this and that's when I was like, well, I love the ocean. I love the outdoors and I, I love kids and I love to teach. So that's where like the brainstorming within myself started. That's awesome. So, so basically it kind of sounds like your experiences from more or less the classroom while you're, uh, you know, I guess learning to be a teacher, I guess is the right way to say that. And then your kind of your passions, you basically just shape the program kind of based around that. Um, and then you yeah, said it's. And then like being in LA, you're so inspired and surrounded by a bunch of people like entrepreneurs and celebrities and just high up people in the world that are like really, you know, paving the way for other people to do stuff. Like I have this entrepreneur side of me also, and I didn't want to just like continue to work at the YMCA and be a program director. And that's totally fine. I did that for 17 years. I worked in private schools in LA, like doing curriculum planning for after school, but I was like, I need to build something for myself that's sustainable and it's my dream. Like, why would I build someone else's when I can build my own and work with my sister and we're partners and, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. enjoy our life and like call the shots. 
Like teaching's just a little too old school for us. Like that's why we're not in Springfield. We didn't <laughs> fit in, Jeremy. We didn't fit in. Anyone that knows us, we didn't fit in. <laughs> California. Hey, you know, I, I'm still in Springfield now, but I totally, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't mind going to California for a bit. I'm actually originally from um, the East Coast of Virginia, so kind of used to the mountains and, and ocean out on that side of things. So definitely understand where you're coming from. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, so, so let's just go ahead and jump into um, more into Sand Sisters now. So you guys kind of like I said before, you know, kind of meshed your, your passions together. And, um, and like you said, kind of that entrepreneurial spirit of, you know, you, you wanted to do your own thing, um, while still giving back. And that's not a typical, you know, classroom per se. Um, and that started, I'm sorry, when did that start again? So Teddy started Sand Sisters as a beach camp in 2012. Okay. And then we developed um, our 10-week Girl Powerful program, which is based on social-emotional learning. And we got our 501c3 status in 2016. Okay. So that, so that first year when you guys had the, the beach program, what, um, what was that like kind of putting that together and kind of what was, I guess, um, more or less the success? And what did you guys kind of learn from it as kind of, you know, it's, it's kind of grown as an organization? Well, it started with one, like everyone that's like wants to do something. It's like one is enough. So I, ha I was a nanny for a girl named Maya and her mom every day would just come home and be like, oh, you know, Maya needs help with self-esteem. Maya doesn't have friends. She doesn't want to go to school. She's, she needs a reading tutor, X, Y, and Z. Like everything was just like not aligned. So Maya and I started going to the beach together and then because that was actually something her mom did not want to do. Like her mom was like, I hate sand. Like that's dirty. I'm not going. <laughs> so I would take her. And then I just kind of had some time to think about it. And I was like, how cool is this that Maya and I get to sit here and connect and just like, just be and like not have a lot of pressure from school or her parents or anything. And then I told her mom, I was like, I think it'd be really cool if you'd help me like send out an email to Maya's grade and her school and invite them to like do this program this summer with us. And the first like basic version of Sand Sisters was go to the beach for four hours. So it was like 10 to two, like a half day. And then I would teach them some sort of like self-esteem building thing or like manners or I would have a friend volunteer to come make bracelets or I had some actor friends and they'd come do a little like comedy thing like everyone was just like it was just really the basics but it was like for starting to form a community where it was like people were getting involved even that I only had sometimes three girls and then like that summer the highest number I had at the beach was eight so now we've worked with 800 girls and wow. Yeah, it's just, I mean, there were ups and downs and like, luckily Sonia came on soon after that and really like dug into like the real like psychology behind all of it. Sonia's just more of like the scholar and I'm like the hunter gatherer connector. So we're a good partnership. But, yeah. <laughs> but Sonia, like, Sonia was out here and she worked in the music industry and she, I mean, she can tell you, tell them. <laughs> tell him, Sonny. Tell me. What's up? <laughs> tell you. So, yeah, I was just working 
in a job where everyone was telling you like how easy it is to replace you. And as a young professional, I like really didn't know how to set boundaries and to say no. So it was just a personal thing. I was like, oh, wow, I'm not strong enough or I don't have the self-esteem and confidence to like say no, like this is too much or whatever. So then I, one day I just looked around and I had been going to the beach with Teddy and the girls on the weekends or if I had like a late morning, I could go to, you know, to the beach for a bit and then go into work. And I looked around and I was just like, I don't want to become any one of these people who are around me. So Teddy was like, dude, like, let's do Sand Sisters full time. Let's just get this going. So we took a leap of faith and a risk and Teddy luckily still had her school at the, um, at a private school, which was our main community where we started Sand Sisters. So we developed our 10 week program. We sold it to after school programs in LA and independent schools. And then I would go teach every afternoon and we just built and built and built. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. So kind of starting from that, uh, that little basic need. And then um, it, first of all, I think it's pretty awesome that you guys um, obviously work well together. Um, you know, as siblings can sometimes, um, butt heads, <laughs> not saying that you don't, but, um, I mean, I do like kick her under the table at meetings. Sometimes. Oh yeah. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> every always, day. every day, if there's not a glare across a, a business meeting table, it's like business meeting, business meeting table, you know, those, <laughs> they sell them at living spaces. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, here's the thing, Jeremy. Like we just we grew up in after school programs and so our whole thing is be who you needed when you were younger and that's what we're we're doing. And so we have moved away from beach camp just cuz we've outgrown it and you know, I'm going to be 33 in a week, so it's like being out there grinding in the sun and like lifting tents and having kids jump on you. Like I feel like we've outgrown that like we're gonna do like fun pop-up things with certain kids like as fundraisers and then we're gonna we like to bring down the line we want to like bring kids that have never seen the ocean and mm-hmm. you know expose them to a life outside their neighborhood and that's where in 2018 late 2019 we started using our community on the west side of LA which is affluent at the end of the day mm-hmm. um to give back to the east side of LA and so we show up in their after school programs and we give back we just go for no cost and we do the same curriculum we do for the girls on the west side of LA on the east side of LA oh that's awesome yeah so your the mission on the website is you know to make um you know every girl feel seen valued and heard um so and I know you kind of touched on a bunch of different programs um, that you guys have offered in the past and kind of transitioning to some new ones as well. What, what are some, I, I guess, what, what is a typical, um, and I know you, you, t- you touched on what a typical day looked like in the beginning, but what is it the typical day of a program look like as far as mixing, you know, different activities with, um, with kind of that, I guess, that empowerment um, and that confidence kind of instilling those in the girls, how, how do you do that? And how do you, I guess, manage to do that and kind of keep the spirits high and, and everything? Yeah, so um, we'll start with our Girl Powerful Journal. So that's a curriculum Teddy and I both developed and it's based on social, social emotional learning. So we'll have a, word, a positive word of the day 
and it could be anything from trust, honesty, self-love, friendship, you name it. We go through the word and we define what the word means to us as a group. And then we have three little prompts and the girls will answer their questions and then we'll open it up the circle and they'll all get a chance to stand up in front of everyone and discuss it. And we find that a lot of times it's really hard at the first class to stand in front of your peers and like say what you love about yourself or, you know, say anything positive without judgment or, you know, fear of judgment coming in. So that's why like we just love for the girls to like have to be confident and have to stand up and have to share and open up. And it really does form a sense of sisterhood. So after we do that, we always jump into either a craft that's tied to the word or movement. So we've created signature sand sister games that involve positive affirmations or physical activity, like a relay race that has to do with like healthy food and unhealthy food. And by defining them, you do certain, you know, exercises. And yeah. <laughs> so, so it's all kind of encompassed around that, that first, that that key positive word or whatnot the um and kind of just builds from there each each, i guess throughout the day i guess it sounds like exactly yeah and then so in with as far as the the types i know you you mentioned you know some of the girls you know the more fluent and some in the the east side um other than you know the types of of girls or individuals that you work with um what are the what are the kind of the age ranges? And then also how many kids do you have, um, I guess in the whole program. And then I guess at any certain time, um, if that makes sense. Yeah. So like I mentioned, we've worked with over 800 girls in Los Angeles and workshops tend to have about 25 girls Mm -hmm. and after school classes have six to 12. So today we're starting a new class and, the roster just came through and they're like, you have 12 girls. And we're like, yay. (laughs) Yeah. But we work with girls who are in the eight to 12 year old range. So that's defined as tweens. Okay. Is there a reason that you, that you guys kind of focus on that age group? Yes. It's because girls who are aged eight to 14 actually are defined as being in the confidence gap. And that means that when a girl turns eight, her self-esteem decreases by 30%. Really? Yeah. So, you know, hormones are coming in, bodies are changing, social changes are starting. You're just more self-aware, too. You're aware of, you know, you're not playing My Little Pony anymore or (laughs) just going to soccer practice and eating popsicles. Like, you're like, oh, they have more than I do. I look different that boy's looking at my boobs, like things yeah. are happening. You're becoming an individual. Yeah, you, yeah, you're noticing yourself and also others. And so they, girls lose that 30% of their self-esteem and they never get it back. And that's why you actually start seeing women's circles popping up everywhere with like 30, 30 year olds to 50 year olds. And that's like this whole revolution, right? Evolution of like, people being like, I want to feel seen, valued, and heard, and I want to get my self-esteem back, and I want to practice self-love and self-care, and yeah, that's, we're there to prevent that from happening, because it's just, it's not a good stat, because boys don't have to, it doesn't happen to boys, I'm not saying that guys don't have their own struggles too, but, you know, 
it's different. Your bodies are different. Like social norms are different. It's just, it just is. Yeah. That makes sense. So basically by working with those, that age group, you know, like you said, you're trying to, you're, you're trying to get ahead of the curve. Um, and you know, especially I guess that age is right before it's still middle school ish. Um, well, no, no, not yet. That's, yeah, well, it's still it's like third to fifth grade. Yeah. Into middle school. But you know, with, everyone's food and hormones like girls are developing much faster than when we were little so mm-hmm. and then put like talk about a certain area like in los angeles they're exposed to more things than in springfield yeah, phones, and technology yeah technology changed the whole game yeah uh, of course um so so with that um i, I guess a, a other question i want to ask is it just I guess, do you guys rely on like a source of, you know, of, of other volunteers or whatnot with those programs? Um, you know, you said it kind of ranged from, from 25 to 12. Um, is it just you, you guys kind of leading that or do you guys work with some other individuals as well to help with that or? Well, we, we lead the workshops. We like really have found that collaborating has really helped our growth and there's nothing to be afraid of with collaborating. I think people are scared of that because of people like stealing their ideas or, you know, not getting to shine more than the other person in the partnership, but you got to let that fear go and you have to collaborate. And so we've been collaborating with boxing um, studios, some oh. skateboarding brands in LA. What else have Refinery we been doing? 29. Refinery 29. We've been going into corporations where they will host a mentorship afternoon for our girls and they'll learn how to code or they'll just learn how to interview each other and just like be. And then we also host in the summer, some fun um, beach days where girls learn to surf and we collaborate with another all girl beach camp. And mm-hmm. yeah, you just have to include each. It's like, that's what building community is. It's like, you have to include other people. You have to be inclusive and just, you know, be open. Right, and we do have a great group of volunteers. So when we do need help, we have a database and we reach out to everybody and we're like, hey, we need, you know, three or four volunteers to help facilitate this. And usually we have a whole, (laughs) a lot of responses to come back and we have the same volunteers who like to be really involved with the girls. Well, that's something interesting about millennials is that a lot of us aren't ready to be able to like, you know, send a big check to an organization that we fully support, but we do have an hour or two on a Sunday morning to show up and help braid girls hair or read to them or, you know, just cheer them on like out in the ocean. So that's what we've found. Like a lot of millennials are looking for ways to give back and it might not be monetary, but it's with their time. And so down the line, we'll have a database of people that aren't millennials because they'll grow up. <laughs> And then they can fund us. <laughs> there, hey, there you go. It's a circle of life almost, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's awesome. So it sounds like they get uh, exposed or the, the kids get exposed to a lot of different activities, like like the whole boxing thing and um, the coding and that kind of stuff. It's pretty interesting that you kind of allow them to see that. Do Do the girls, do they kind of choose what, I guess, do they sign up for those different like special programs, like the collaborations or or how does that work? Yeah, we post it online on our Instagram and parents probably say, hey, Brittany, do you want to do this? (laughs) And then they say yes or no. We tend to see the same like 
we hold probably like 30 families really close that are repeat mm -hmm. like people that were making it an extreme impact on their girl the other people have like come and gone they've been in our 10-week program we've seen them at the beach they've moved blah 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 yeah so there's the people that show up constantly they they become our family and they're our number one supporters and we really you know we support their girls because it takes a village yeah do as as far as um do you see like these using these kind of different activities? I guess what I'm trying to say, do you, do you see the impact that you're having? Do you think that's um, being kind of amplified by using these kind of different, um, different activities, you know, like you said, surfing, boxing, that kind of thing. Do you think that's more beneficial to them and able for them to kind of grasp and learn rather than, you know, you know, just sitting in a class, you know, just kind of telling just, you know, just strictly telling stories or whatever that might be. Do you see that there's a benefit of kind of being outdoors and active and kind of tying it all together? For sure. 100%. I think a lot of it is exposing girls to different things. So an individual girl can really find what she loves and what she's passionate about. And then like, for instance, we had a skate mentorship, um, two different mentorship parties, and we had girls come and learn how to skate. And then, you know, some girls really loved it. Some girls were like, oh, it's okay. But last, um, around the holidays, we had three different girls run up to us and like, I got a skateboard from, <laughs> you know, for Christmas. And like, we knew that by facilitating these types of, you know, activities for the girls that it really like, feeds their soul and helps them find a passion in an activity that they really enjoy. Yeah. And we've started doing some of our own research where when they show up, they write, like they rate themselves one through 10 of how they're feeling. Cause our whole thing is about how do you feel when you're doing this? Like, mm -hmm. like that's seen valued and heard. Do you feel seen? Do you feel valued? Do you feel heard? And that's like basing it off what's happening in our workshop or the hour they're with us. So we want to know that we want, we asked them, rate yourself one through 10. How do you feel like getting out of the car? Like, did your mom just yell at you? Did you not get to eat breakfast because you were being rushed? Like, do you feel uncomfortable because you don't know these people? Blah, blah, blah. So normally they show up and they're like, I'd say a five to a seven. Like mm -hmm. no one's perfect, but everyone leaves and they do it again. And it's like 10, 10, 10, plus, plus, plus. And <laughs> yeah. I want to come back. 100,000 yeah. million, like yeah. numbers you've never even heard. So <laughs> we know how much 60 minutes with a mentor and moving your body yeah. just can, yeah, it makes the emotions flow, flow through your body and you can get rid of all the garbage that whatever happened before yeah. you can just let it go. And those are tools. Those are tools that we use, you know, everyone knows go hike or go ride a bike or mm -hmm. get on the treadmill to like move your crazy emotions and your stress through your body. So we're just like exposing girls to it. And maybe it's just a little more subconscious and not scientific to them, but they're learning like, Oh, I did feel better after I went to this class. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I like, like you said, um, you kind of have them rate themselves in the beginning because and you're all it sounds like you're getting honest answers which is kind of probably really good as well for them to kind of be honest and kind of internalize I guess what they're feeling and then looking at the end of it and like oh wow this because I'm sure they're looking at at what they filled out before and after just like you guys are so that's that's pretty awesome yeah self-reflection I mean that's a tool that people you know 
they should do, but a lot of people are scared to do it. Look yeah. inward and rate yourself. Do you like yourself? Yeah. Do you like how you feel and look today? Yeah. Do you take care of yourself? Yeah. Because you're the only one in the driver's seat. You know, I don't think people realize that we like to blame other people and society and how the cards are stacked against us or whatever. It's like, yeah, they might be, but you have a lot of control to change that. Exactly. And that's what ancestor does. We change that. Like, you know, we're from Springfield. We're from a single parent home. Like we had the cards stacked against us and we're living in Santa Monica and I'm on the treadmill next to Luke Wilson. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm in an elite gym doing my thing, yeah. have my own company. Life is good. Yeah. It's just having that confidence and that courage to kind of go out there, like you said, which is exactly what it sounds like you guys are, are doing. Um, kind of going into that, you know, you, you, you just kind of mentioned your own success story of kind of growing that way. Have you seen anything, um, I guess, uh, I guess, I guess success story would be the right way or a favorite story from the programs. Maybe, you know, maybe it's a kid that just went there for, you know, the one 10 week program, or maybe it's a kid that, or a family that keeps coming back. Do you have any like good examples of, um, a specific change or impact that you kind of have seen? Well, Sonia has one, and then I have one. All right. Yeah, so um, I started teaching at a school in Santa Monica, and we go every Thursday, and I've been there for three years now. And there's this one girl who has signed up for every <laughs> single class since we started. And she, I think she was, what, first grade? And she could barely read and write. She was just learning how, but she came every single class and her parents are like every single Thursday, she wakes up and's like, it's Sam sister's day. And she's still doing that. And now she's like, she comes to beach camp. She comes to all of our parties. She's just, we hold a really special place in our heart for her because she was so shy and you know, she, we just kind of helped her come out of her shell. And now she's just, flourishing yeah we're teaching a youtube class a you how to become a youtuber personality on mondays and the girls in that class and sonia was like bye see you next week and then the girl was like no i'm seeing you on thursday <laughs> you know, she's like oh i've got the sand sister calendar on my brain <laughs> That's, that's awesome. And I'm yeah. sure that, that probably helps a lot with the program as well. Cause you know, she's a raving fan about it and you know, that kind of helps get more girls maybe in her age group kind of confident to maybe try it out as well. Oh, lunch, lunch table is like a very like untapped market that people don't <laughs> think about. You want to do what the cool kids are doing and you know what I mean? If, yeah. if this girl's happy, then, you know, five people follow. That's and awesome. like parents too that's like word of mouth with parents is really how we've grown we don't have you know funding for advertising and stuff like that and honestly when we get random people we're always like that's not exactly the right fit for us and like <laughs> it's not like just being the truth like but if you know a one of our families and then they like refer you then you know it's like oh this is in the the circle this yeah. is in the family of trust kind of a thing no, totally. my, my favorite story and like outcome and impact that I've seen is the first sand sister. And that was, I met her when she was seven and she just turned 15 this week, which is insane. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I mentioned her earlier. Her name is Maya. And she just, I know I like heavily influenced her, even if I wasn't like constantly like in their house. Cause I moved on from nannying like, you know, after I was there for a year, but, um, 
yeah, she moved schools and then she became the class president. She joined the swim team and like I was a swimmer. She did LA County junior lifeguards and like that's totally from me. Like, you know, like I made her an ocean woman and like, <laughs> she knows that they know that the mom and I had lunch the other day and she was like, I, yeah, I can't thank you enough for what you did for my kid. And all the parents are saying that all the dads are saying that it's like, everyone's like realizing like, thank God for you guys. That's awesome. I, I'm sure, you know, you know, you're obviously doing to help the kids and that kind of stuff. But I mean, at the same time, you know, I'm sure it feels pretty good to he- have that feedback about you personally. And like I said, it just makes you feel good about everything you, that you're doing. Yeah, you need you need positive feedback to keep going. Everyone's got a, a little ego. But like our Christmas cards are super sweet. Lately, parents have been sending us testimonials that really are helpful you know, to use. And then you, we cry when we read them, (laughs) but yeah, it's, it's nice for, and some of these people are like high up executives, like high level, high functioning people. And it's like, they're sitting down, like at the end of their workday, writing us like a note that's like super sentimental and and it means a lot to us. Yeah. Is there, you know, obviously it sounds like you guys have had a lot of success with it, but have there been any kind of like challenges that you've had to really overcome, you know, with awareness or funding and participation, or is it kind of just sort of kind of snowballed from that first ancestor? I don't know. It's hard, Jeremy. (laughs) It's hard. Tell me your woes. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it it like reflects how we personally, if we want to work hard on ancestors or like, if we don't, then nothing will happen. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like we have to really hustle. But we to have to live done. like that that lifestyle too to yeah. really attract like a following. Yeah. Because like in 2017, I was still working a full time job, and honestly, I was super depressed. Yeah. And we we looked at our annual report that year, and we were like, oh, yeah, we didn't do much, did we? Yeah. But then I made the choice to like wake up and run the LA marathon and like change my life and activate and mm-hmm. I don't know and then I quit my job and I'm 100% ancestors now and Sonia's d- dove into her yoga practice yeah and it just it made you know I kind of like woke myself up and made myself feel better and then we can take care of ancestors in the way we want to do it and we've just had so much positive support really like last year and this year to be like going full force and full throttle and like building, building, building. Yeah. I mean, we're learning. Like if I'm a teacher by trade, no one ever taught me how to make a pitch deck and stand in front of, you know, some investors like and ask for money or fundraising, you know, like it's like all these things we're doing are self-taught and like, it's like, I don't know. We, we've been put it, we put in a lot of work. Like we go to workshops and retreats ourselves to like learn and, you know, further our education. But a lot of it's just kind of like who you randomly meet through like your walk, your path in life. Like you can't go seek out some stuff. Sometimes yeah. it's got to come to you for it to be the right fit. Yeah. yeah. We just got into a, an accelerator program for grassroots nonprofits in LA and they picked us out of, they picked 17 nonprofits out of all of LA and they helped us. And we realized that like, we're the, (laughs) not to be conceited, but like we're the best nonprofit in that group because like we work our asses off Mm -hmm. and we 
our presentations are on point. We connect, like we want to do, we do workshops with the other nonprofits youth. Like we we're just like into it and like, we're just ready for it. And then from that, like a lot of people are like, Oh, you should apply to this grant and this grant and this grant. And we've got them. We got a grant from the city of LA and the mental health authority services association and stuff like that. So it's like, once you immerse yourself and you like take a risk and, like apply to that program that could help you you just you never know like what's going to start being passed your way yeah i'd say i mean it, it's kind of like being an actor like mm -hmm. you have to go to your Audition. to your auditions and you're not going to get them all but yeah. you're you need to write 10 grants to get one yeah. or you need to go to 10 like networking events to meet someone that actually wants to be an honest partner and like help each other you know like everything's yeah. not just so easy like everyone's like get on online dating go yeah. to a networking event it's like shut up like it's <laughs> like if i'm in the mood yeah you know <laughs> like you can't just force stuff yeah and it's, and like when you have those interactions like the networking and whatnot and you're like you said you're kind of in that zone it's obviously a big benefit to you because they're actually seeing the the truly genuine side of yourself which is obviously a, a reflection of the organization which obviously helps a ton and like you said then people kind of find you which obviously makes um makes things a lot easier with the partnerships and that kind of thing as far as you know the fluidity of it and whatnot um, yeah that's what we like in the last six months we're like oh where our emails just look a little different like mm -hmm. there's some brands reaching out to us that we were knocking on their door for like two years and being ignored and then they you know our instagram showing like that we're we're moving and shaking and people are noticing and we're getting these like calls and texts from people we haven't heard from yeah and it's like oh we see you like sure make a donation then we'll talk <laughs> you know <laughs> that's awesome and then the 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 other part i was mentioned too it's kind of um you know as you guys said you know um more or less kind of activating and motivating your, yourselves um you know a couple of years ago to kind of really okay you know to make this thing happen you know we have to be on our best and kind of have that confidence it's almost like um you're taking some of your own medicine from what you're teaching the younger girls and applying that to kind of help grow the program as a whole, if that kind of makes sense. It um, does. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. You'd have to, you know, practice what you preach period. And if, yeah, you, you can't go out there and be like, Hey girls, like do this. Yeah. When you're oh. depressed and sad. And yeah. Feel good. <laughs> yeah. Feel good I about mean, yourself. people do though. Like there's plenty of people and coaches that do and, and I'm just not about that. We, we really do stay authentic to who we are and like yeah. our moods and like, even sometimes I won't go to something and Sonia will go or vice versa. Cause it's like, I'm not in the mood. For and we, that. Yeah. And we want to be transparent in what we do. So it's like, if Teddy's not vibing with any, with me, even with each other, like if we're not vibing because we do work so closely together, we're like, you know what? Just one of us goes yeah. so we can give each other space. Yeah. But then that shows like our whole transparency thing is like we've been, you know, to so many workshops and women's circles in L.A. And we've met like we feel like L.A. now is so, so small because we've met so many people in all the different types of spaces. But um, everyone keeps coming back to Sand Sisters in our women's circles now that we have um, 
for women 25 and up and it's called self love club. And like yesterday at our co-working space, we, we hosted a risk taking workshop and it was sold out and it was a complimentary and women could come on their lunch break. And that was the first time we've been there since September that we've seen the conference room, like just jam packed full of women. Wow. I feel like what we're putting out there is really being um, seen by the community and people are like, Oh, I like them. They're the real deal. They're mm-hmm. not trying to bullshit me into yeah anything. into anything. You know, we're not a pyramid scheme. Yeah, <laughs> we're not a Mary Kay Rodenfields. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I tried doing that once, you know, because it's it's exciting when someone offers you like an opportunity to make cash. But never take those opportunities. <laughs> if it sounds too good to be true, it normally is. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm glad we cleared the air that you guys are not a pyramid scheme. Yeah. What? So, from from the different from your experiences with within the programs and and uh, interactions with the kids and whatnot, what are some of the like the smallest things? You know, obviously, you guys go into pretty into depth. You know, as far as you know, rating how you're feeling and turning this word into activities and stuff like that, but more or less kind of, what do you see like that's making the biggest difference um, on these kids, um, I guess, within the program. And I guess more of a, more of a perspective of, you know, I'm, you know, say I, you know, have a friend that has a a daughter or a son or whatever, a, a youth that might be going through something like what, what little things could I do or anybody could do that kind of helps um, impact them in a, in a way that kind of you guys are, you know, in a, in a simpler way. I don't, I don't know if that kind of makes sense what I'm asking, but. It totally does. I think it, I think that if anyone wants to connect with a, a young girl or a young boy, they just have to show up for them and show, like, give them their time. Like that's really all children want mm-hmm. is just to be like seen and to be, you know, valued and really just have a space where, Oh, Hey, let's go do, you know, let's go to the park or let's talk about this or finding like something that you can share together. It doesn't have to be an entire program. Yeah. And be consistent. Like, yeah. show up a couple times. Yeah. Like, no one needs a one-off, like, mentor. Or yeah. Like, yeah. It's just, like, showing through action, not showing, like, oh, I'll be back next week. Like, or, like, I'd love to come back. It's like, no. Like, if you want to make a difference, show up for yeah. them, spend time with them, and, yeah, make it consistent. And I think, like, sharing, like, the space in a way that, like, we've learned – Uh, like so much from the girls as much as the world teaching them like there are teachers too so like coming to the table with a kid and being like oh this is like an even playing field and we're just gonna have fun today like you're you're a human you're Mm -hmm. not a kid that that's something the girls have been saying lately in workshops is like I'm a human yeah and they're very aware and they're not little babies so yeah treating them like that Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So kind of treating them as equals and trying to find that way to connect with them and being accountable to what you say and consistent. Um, I mean, isn't that how you make friends and keep them in all aspects of your life? You no, know, that's, that's true actually. Yeah, <laughs> That's true. So in, yeah, kind of, and like you said, I guess makes sense is kind of, I guess the biggest part, you know, that is how you make friends and keep them. So just kind of, treat the 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 youth kind of as an equal in that same regard and then hopefully it makes an impact on on their lives and stuff in that day to day um 
now to step us uh, back down, I guess, from, from that little piece of advice, you know, what's something, you know, obviously you guys have a, a great story of how you got involved and kind of just went for it. Do you have uh, a piece of advice or anything, um, you know, for anybody that's looking to maybe start a similar program uh, to yours or just trying to get involved um, in a similar way to kind of impact the youth around them or in, within their community? I say if that's what you want to do, you need to be committed to it and then just take it day by day. Like there are going to be hurdles. There are going to be people saying, no, thank you. Mm -hmm. And you just have to take those no's as opportunities to like look at your program and say, is this, is there a reason they're saying no? Or is, was that just not the right like center to be doing it in? Or do I need to develop this more? Do I need to develop myself? Am I showing up in a way that people would want to work with me? You know, like from the business side of it, like you have to, I feel like to go pitch a program or to work with you, or sell yourself or sell your program. You really need to know yourself first. So I would definitely advise everyone to be into some self-love and self-care routines before jumping off that cliff. I guess yeah, that doesn't make sense. Like you said, kind of the vibes you put off with that, and with within knowing yourself and whatnot. Yeah, and like, what are your intentions behind working with youth? Like, obviously, like we said, like be who you needed when you were younger. I think that that's what most people that are teachers or working after school or coaches. That's why, like, they had a void in their life when they were younger, and someone and someone stepped in, and that's awesome. And you know, you inspire someone to stay in education. Like that's a hard field to want to stay in forever, but a lot of good teachers do that. But I think that if you want to start a program around education, you just need to know, you need to know business, you need to know yourself and you need to know education. Like Sonia dove into social emotional learning, like you know, she didn't go back to school for it, but she was at home every night, like reading books and researching and researching. Like you just have to have your research in your back pocket. (laughs) Hey, can I say research one more time? (laughs) Research. (laughs) That's my advice. I just say, really think about it and like your intention behind it and make sure you mean it. And then you won't be embarrassed. And even if you don't, like succeed fully, like, you know, you tried your best yeah. and you're, and you are going to succeed if you have your research and like your awesome intention behind it, like ever, someone's going to say yes. And even if you help one kid, like that's how the Wait, world goes. That around. was going to be my advice. Oh, okay. So she just, back she just well, don't take her advice now. <laughs> my advice is just simple, but Whenever we were starting out and we had been in three schools, I remember talking with Teddy's friend who lives in Kansas City. And he was like, how many schools are you in? And I was like, only three. And I like didn't even have the confidence like that what I was teaching. I was like, I've only in three schools. And he's like, Sonia, like turn that around. You're in three schools. Uh-huh. Like last year you were in zero schools. Uh-huh. So it's like really changing your mindset and having that positive mindset. and like celebrating the small stuff. Teddy and I always like really celebrate small victories because if you don't, you're going to go by and like not value what you're doing. So then I was like, you're right. Like three schools. I'm in three schools. That's a, that's a great place to start. Yes. And one more thing on that. (laughs) I just think 
people are naysayers. Like, yeah. So they're like, oh, you're not in blank. You're not in Malibu doing this and this. It's like, why are you even putting that on me right, right. now? So like, yeah. just that's what I mean by like really knowing yourself and knowing your program and being like, well, fuck you. Yeah. You know, and like not letting anyone unravel you. Cause if uh, in a weak moment it happens, like yeah. it's happened to me in the last, the wrong person can say something at the wrong time and you just like want to crawl into your bed. Yeah. yeah. But you, you, luckily I have Sonia as a partner and like we take turns on being upset. <laughs> 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 but now it's like, if someone like, offends me in a way I, I look at it like why am I being offended by that are they right you know what I mean yeah. or are they just a total loser projecting their insecurities on me so and more than likely it's always going to be the later <laughs> yeah it really is and that's just a really good lesson in life mm -hmm. yeah projections say no <laughs> Yeah, shield them. Shield them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so kind of, kind of to uh, wrap things up. It, are there any other final words um, or thoughts that you guys want to share? And then um, also, where can people find you online? Your website. Where can they get involved? Um, and and all that good stuff. Well, I, I will tell you this, I'm super open to anyone hearing this, reaching out and starting a local chapter in their hood in the Midwest, in the Midwest. We've been wanting to tap into our Missouri roots and there's a need there and we would come help set it up. Mm -hmm. So that's an opportunity. I think it would be nice if it was a teacher looking for some, an extra stream of cash flow, like for an after school job, that kind of a thing. Uh -huh. And then you can see us on Instagram, Sandsisters LA. Our website's www.sandsisters.la.com. <laughs> and then if you want to look at our women empowerment stuff, it's Self Love Social Club. Yeah. And I'm Teddy Talks, T E D I <laughs> Talks, like the TED Talks. Nice. <laughs> to talk. Because I like to talk, and why not? <laughs> Awesome. Well, uh, everybody, you guys make sure you check that out. And also, um, I, I think it's also awesome that you guys are open to um, kind of open up different chapters um, of, of the organization across the United States and the Midwest or um, maybe even East Coast or something sometime as well. That'd, that'd be awesome to kind of carry that on. But um, thank you guys again for, for taking the time out of, um, you know, out of your schedule and kind of uh, your organization building it all and kind of chatting with us and the audience um, about what you guys have going on. So I really thank you guys. Yeah. Thanks, Jeremy. Thank you so much. That was fun. Hey guys, I really appreciate you listening and would absolutely love if you left a rating on iTunes, Google play anchor or wherever you're listening to this, your feedback is our inspiration anchor to wherever you're listening to this. Your